El Burrito Cowboy, Paquita Vequita, and Amiga Sue set out to save the city of Douglas, Arizona from a menacing phantom. These are characters created by filmmaker Alfonso Sagun Casas, and they've been helping to teach children about healthy eating as part of El Burrito Cowboy's TV show. But now Casas has his team on the big screen fighting to save Douglas, Arizona from this horrible phantom. Along the way, they showcase the beauty, the history, culture, and architecture that is so unique to G Avenue in downtown Douglas. Now, Casas first started his film career here in Tucson, down at Access Tucson, which is on Broadway in downtown. Eventually, that led him into a 20-year career as a photojournalist for local news stations. I'm sure you've seen some of his work if you watch the evening news. And speaking to Alfonso, it's easy to see his love for Douglas and his desire to make the world understand the beauty of that town, which is so obvious to him. Well, we met up with a coffee shop at a coffee shop to discuss his 20-year career, his children's show, the movie, and of course, we had to ask about his New Year resolutions. Well, my name is Alfonso Sagún Casados. Uh, I'm a news cameraman and independent filmmaker. I've been working in TV for 20 years, and I've I've made every mistake in television you can think of. So, um, you know, we all we all start in the same place. At one point, we don't know anything, and, and 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 the thing about this field is that you'll never learn everything. So you'll you always you're always gonna keep on moving forward, but you'll never learn everything. So that's why I, I really love photography and news. How did you get started with all of this? So. When I was um, when I was eight years old, I, I was born in Alpreta, Sonora. I was raised in Douglas, Arizona. I was raised on both sides of the border. So when I was eight years old, my parents went to the movie theater in Douglas, and um, there was a movie. They put all the kids in a Disney movie, and the Disney movie ended about 30 minutes earlier than the rated R action movie they went to go see. And I snuck into the back of the theater and I watched the last 30 minutes of a movie called Extreme Prejudice with Nick Nolte and Powers Booth, and it was this big, huge shootout in Mexico. But that was pretty much the first time I've seen people that, you know, that look like me on screen, you know, Mexican people. And, and yeah, it was this big shootout, but I was like, wow, I want to be that guy in the movie. That's so cool. You know, I knew I was watching a movie, but I was like, I wanted to be that guy. So as a kid, I wanted to be an actor. It wasn't until much later that I started uh, learning about, you know, the behind the scenes. But even at a young age, probably like at around 12 years old, I learned about Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. And I watched their movies and liked their movies. Eventually, gradually, I went, I wanted to go more behind the scenes instead of being in front of the camera. So that's where it all started with, with the movie. Wow. When I first started in TV, there was a, a friend of mine who worked at the TV station and I would tell him, hey, I'm gonna make these action movies. I'm gonna make these action movies. And he's like, you're not gonna make action movies. You're gonna make kids movies. I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna make these action movies. I'm never gonna make kids movies. Well, I'll never say never. You know, I just came out with my first kids movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I'm gonna pursue that. I'm gonna try to make more kids movies. So, yeah, I went from my first movie being uh, a, a Mexican wrestling movie to part two being a Mexican wrestling zombie movie to a 180 turn to kids movies. So, how, how many? Then how many have you created? How many movies have you done then? I've uh, done three features. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, two features, and this one's about 45 minutes long. 
This is El Burrito Cowboy. El Burrito Cowboy. Yeah. So, and it will, I definitely that's why I want to talk to you today. But you you mentioned earlier you got your start um, um, in in the news world because you're not just a filmmaker but you're a, a journalist. A, 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 is it considered a photojournalist? Or? Uh, a photojournalist. Right. And, and so we you, call ourselves photogs. Photogs. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, see, I'm learning stuff. I love the show. Uh, but you said you got your start kind of in the downtown area. Yeah, so there was, um, in downtown Tucson, there used to be the Access Channel, mm -hmm. the Access Tucson Channel, mm -hmm. and um, there was, I was awake like at 3 in the morning watching TV, and this movie came on, this like uh, um, low-budget action movie. So I watched the whole thing, and I was really impressed. It was on Access Tucson. I was really impressed by it. So I called down Access and asked for the director's name. And they gave me his name and his phone number. I called him. He was filming another movie. I came down to help him. And that's how I got started. I started helping him and learning how to make movies with him. And so you've been, you've been a photog then for, what, 20? I've been in TV for 20 years. Okay. So I started as an intern. So what I did is I called up you know, I don't know, Guy Ashley. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a longtime news anchor for Channel 9. And I called him on the phone and I introduced myself and I said, look, um, uh, I want to get into TV. I want to learn how to light, shoot, and edit. And I don't know what I should do. And he said, well, come down to the station. I'll give you a tour. And he gave me a tour. And then I got another tour at Channel 4. So, so you just randomly called him up? Just randomly. And he invited you down? Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. I was pretty shocked. when I, I still remember I was, at, I was at, uh, at my mom's house in the kitchen. And um, I called him and I asked for him, and they patched me through. And I was shocked that they patched me through. You know, I grew up watching him, and there he is on the phone with me. And I was just like, how you doing, sir? You don't know me, but this is what I want to do, and I don't know what to do. You know, he's the only person I knew on television, you know, because I grew up watching him. I started at Channel 4 as an intern, and then from there, I, worked, I got a job in the studio. But there were certain people along the way that helped me get the job because back then it was actually pretty difficult to get a job in the studio. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing is I was always on time, I worked hard, and the main anchor saw that and I went to the office and applied for a job and I did not get it because I didn't have enough experience. Well that main anchor went in there and talked to the boss and said, I think you should give this kid a chance. So they gave me a chance and then from there the rest is history. I've been in TV for 20 years. How, how do you how do you find stories that you're going to cover? Are you assigned or do you dig them out? I'm, I'm assigned. Okay. So what happens is I, my day to day, I come in at two o'clock in the afternoon and have an afternoon meeting, um, news director, executive producer, all the reporters and producers, and they have a list of stories that they're going to cover for the day, and I'm assigned. Um, but just because I'm assigned doesn't mean I'm going to stay on that because, you know, the world changes really fast. And so I can go off and shoot one thing and say, hey, drop what you're doing, go over here. So it's, um, you just never know. Every day is di different. It's never the same. It's very random. You don't know where you're going to go, who you're going to meet. So I've met people from, you know, the most famous in the world to some people that just have just some serious rough lives and, 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 they, let, and they invite you in. And you, and, and, and you get to listen to their stories. It's incredible. Like um, some of the people I've met, some of the some of the stories that I've heard, and it's it's incredible. Well, and, and so the, this is a. I mean, what you're doing. There's a lot of things that are probably pretty emotional, pretty hardcore things that might even be tough to to hear or see. And you're 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 being. You have to be objective and 
and just report it. You can't get too involved with it. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say so. Like, so what happens is, just a couple months ago, I was at Homicide Survivors, and I was shooting a story. After the interview, the gentleman that ran, that runs the organization, asked me, "How do you um, emotionally protect yourself?" Um, from all the st stuff that you see and interviews that you, you know, the, all the interviews that you shoot with some serious issues. And, I, and, and um, some, you know, we do take that home with us, some of the things we see. You know, there's things I've seen that I'll never forget. Um, but what happens is that I have a camera in front of me and I'm watching the world through the viewfinder. So I kind of separate myself from that. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm focused on the technical. Um, now the reporter, the reporter, all they have is a notebook in front of them. So they have to carry all that. That's a lot of stress, a lot of emotion that they carry. Is, the, uh, is part of your, your protection, is part of your outlet then this creative side that gets into movies so that you can kind of create your own world? I wanted to, to work in a TV station to learn how to light shoot and edit and then I was gonna make a movie and then I was gonna take off to Hollywood and I was gonna direct movies full time. That was, you know, the, the 19, 20 year old me. So I did get into TV, I didn't learn, I learned how to light shoot and edit and I stayed in television and I made a movie and then I made another one and I made another one. So there was a point where it was like, should I have gone to Hollywood and gone off and made movies or did I do the right thing? And in some respects, I did do the right thing by staying because television news has educated me because of just the life experience and all the different scenarios I've been able to, um, that I've been put in. I, I, I directed and, and produced a kids movie called El Burrito Cowboy. And I'm from, like I said, I'm from Preto Sonora, raised in Douglas. So I was raised on both sides of the border. And um, when I was a kid growing up in Douglas, Douglas was a very vibrant town. Well, just like every town in America, their downtown has kind of has suffered and died out, and you know. Um, so what I'm trying to do is a couple things. Um, I want to make some movies. I want to uh, showcase my hometown in a positive light, and I want to see if the, our downtown can come back and be maybe like an artist hub of some sort. You know, maybe like kind of like how Bisbee is, and um, so. I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to do all three in one. So uh, I wrote this kid's movie, the characters, El Burrito Cowboy, Paquito Laquitana, Amigo Sue, go on a road trip adventure to my hometown of Douglas. The town is vacant and there's a phantom scaring everybody. So it shows, it shows off the architecture of the town. It shows off the, the grand hotel that we have there. It's called the, the Gatson Hotel. Beautiful lobby, beautiful hotel. I created a TV show, but also then I decided I'm going to make a movie, and that's where I made El Burrito Cowboy Saves Douglas, Arizona. So, so that was based off of a TV show that you were doing, or right. are doing. So I grew up watching a TV show, a TV show called uh, Wallace and Latimo. It was filmed in Phoenix at the KPHO Studios, and it's the longest-running kids show in American history. So as an adult, I was thinking, you know, those shows don't exist anymore. I think it'd be fun to create my own. So that's where I came up with El Brito Cowboy uh, show. I tried to do the show years ago, but I didn't have a host. All I had is the costume characters, and it just didn't work out because somebody needs to speak to the guests and the kids. And so we reformatted and reshot it, and I shot 
handful of episodes, and, and then from there I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a movie with these characters. And, and you say it's for kids, but the way you're describing it, this is not, this is a, you know, the kids aren't interested in the architecture and the, and the history. That you're, you're playing to a whole different audience with right, that movie. Right, right, right. So yeah, the, so the movie in terms of, in terms of Douglas, you know, it's, um, yeah, the phantom, the scary phantom, and the, and the characters, those are for kids. But the other message is, look at our town. Yes, it's not in great shape right now but it, it can become something great again. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's two for one. Who are your characters? So the main star is Eberito Cowboy, and then there's Paquita Vaquita, she's a cow, uh -huh. and then Amiga Sue, she's like a 1950s cowgirl. And then there's uh, the villain, uh, his name is Tor the Terrible, and then there's the Phantom. Where can uh, where can people find it? Is it is it? So the episodes are on YouTube. Um, I'm working out some screenings for the next year, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to do a screening every month in a different city, and um, and then we're going to launch the movie on Amazon. The Amazon the movie will be up on Amazon for sale. So so the the, the show is available online. Uh, I saw you have a Facebook page, so we will link to that. Um, and, but the movie itself is not out yet. It's not out yet. You're going to go through the screening process. I'm going to go through some screenings and then we're going to upload it to Amazon so people can download it, rent it, or eventually be on Prime. Okay. Uh, outstanding. I would love to, um, as you get to that, I'd love to, if there's some way I can be a part of that, um, at least to spread the word or, or do that, we definitely will. Just keep us posted on those timelines. Yeah, um, for sure. We are in the middle of our interview with uh, Alfonso Sagun Casas. He is filmmaker from here in Tucson, um, works on a lot of the news stories you might see on the evening news. He has a children's show and a film that he's just finished uh, putting together and will be releasing early in 2020. We'll be back to finish up our interview with Alfonso in just a moment. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, we're going to finish up our interview with Alfonso Sagun Casas. We uh, heard a really good story about how he uh, came to be a filmmaker and his um, desires here to, to, to use his, his tools to revitalize the town of Douglas, Arizona. As part of that interview, uh, we, we, uh, knowing as a year-end, we tapped into our uh, New Year's resolutions questions. And I wanted to make sure we shared this with you because he's got a very unique New Year's resolution that uh, it actually started five years ago. So five years ago I made a New Year's resolution was that um, one day out of the month I'm gonna go do or see something different. Some Maybe go somewhere I've never been before or do something I haven't done in a long time. So I talked to my mom for instance and I asked her, Mom, when was the last time you rode a bike? And she said, ooh, maybe 1950. And I thought to myself, like, I. When was the last time I rode a bike? Or when was the last time I went ice skating? When was the last time I did this or that? And some of these things don't have to be these huge adventures. They don't have to all have to be, you know, skydiving, which one of them was skydiving, but they don't all have to be that. It could be, you know, um, going to Benson for the day. You know, some people have never been to Tombstone and actually, you know, they drive through it. Oh, I've been to Tombstone. Yeah, you drove through it. But have you stopped and walked around and gone to the shops? And, and that's what it is. It's just go and do something different every month. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be, um, 
out of this world. It could just be as simple as, you know what, I haven't gone for a hike in 10 years. Well, this, this month, one day, I'm gonna go for a hike. You know, there's people here in, in Tucson, unfortunately, that have never been to Sahagra Mission or have never been to Sabino Canyon. You know, there's never been a colossal cave. You know, and there's a lot of wonderful stuff in Tucson. There's a lot of wonderful stuff in Southern Arizona to see and to do. There's tons. Have you been tracking this? Do you have a list? I haven't. Of I haven't like, tracked it down. Like this month, you know, it's so. Like, I have a Facebook page, and I I put up. Like, I assume, like most people, just a highlight of their life, right? So whenever I go on a trip or whatever, or we go for a bike ride, you know, I'll take a picture. So, because I've always liked the idea of like scrapbooking, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, putting pictures together and uh, scrapbooking. Well, now we have Facebook to do that for us. So, so yeah, if, if you go through my feed, you could say, oh yeah, he's there, he's there, he's there, you know. And it's not a thing that your, like, your personal page. You don't my have personal it. page. Yeah. It's not one of those things I do it to like show off. It's yeah. just to keep track of my life, you mm -hmm. know, like document my life. So yeah, it, it has it has enriched me. I have I, I look forward to the next thing I do. I, I, I never do podcasts, so this could be one of them. You know, this is something totally different. But, but you're intentional about it. Every month you, you, Every. you sit down and say, I've got to do something this month that I haven't done ever or in a while. Right. It's very intentional. Yeah. I think that is fascinating. I, I'm going to start doing that. So. You're going to create a movement. and Because I'm going to start doing that intentionality of it to sit down at the beginning of a month and say, what is something that I'm willing to do? Um, I think that's a, a fantastic way to explore your city, your, your country, your life. Um, it's very, um, it's organized and random at the same time, and I love that. Like my job sends me to so many different places, but sometimes we go places and it's very quick, it's very impassing. Mm -hmm. So that exposes me to a lot of stuff, but I don't count what I do at work as what I do on my personal mm -hmm. time. You know? But you might but, go back. But I'll go back and I'll spend more time there or I'll explore a little more. You know, I made a list on my phone of all the things uh, new reporters at my station need to do within their two-year contracts. So I'll email it to them or text it to them. Like, these are the things you have to do while you're here. You know, it's all the different spots you could see, go see restaurants to go eat at and so on and so on. Not that this is the list that says this is Tucson, but this is my list that I come up with things that I've done and I've enjoyed them. So I'm like, I figured maybe you'll enjoy it too. So, so 60, at least 60 new things you've done or redone intentionally. That's fantastic. Like I said, a lot of these things don't have to be anything, you know, super extravagant. You know, there's. Do you ever sit around and get to the end of the month and like, oh crap, I haven't done something new? And you no, think, no, no, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't, um, it doesn't cause me any stress. So it doesn't, it, yeah, it's not like I'm on a deadline. It just, ca it just happens when it happens, but it happens within the month. You know? yeah, what a fantastic interview. Uh, you know, I, I met him at an event for Local First Arizona. He was actually working and doing the, uh, the filming for a, a news story, and we just started talking, and I was just completely fascinated with his story, and, and then really like this um, idea of, doing something new and unique each and every month and being intentional about it. So something I am going to take up in 2020 and encourage others to do as well. My name is Tom Heath. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org.